Welcome to BizBody, everyone. I am your host, Keith, on this Thursday evening. It may not be Thursday by you, but it's Thursday here, and it's pretty nice and cold in Mequon, Wisconsin. Today, we're talking about if you're in the business of helping people that have chronic pain or past injuries, uh, this is a really important piece. And this happened actually happened today. Uh, and, and it made me really think about sharing with you guys because I've been thinking about this a lot, especially uh, with an upcoming pain science seminar that I'm going to be uh, going to my friends in, in Chicago. Um, really looking forward to this one. Um, number one, if people have a lot of pain, make sure that they have medical, medical clearance. If I can talk, make sure you get and obtain medical clearance so that they're okay to actually exercise with you. And um, second, Make sure that you have a system to flush out where to begin to dose exercise correctly. Because if you're going in just doing protocols where you're handing out exercise, that could be extremely dangerous and make you very liable. Um, and this idea came from um, came from a situation that happened today. And what, what happened was um, I was I was interviewing a client to uh, a potential client, right? A, a prospect on starting. And, um, it was really, really unique. It was really awesome. So we were, we were talking about pain and, um, I asked him, you know, do you know how many people or what, what the literature shows for how many people have, um, disc problems or spinal problems and have no symptoms or asymptomatic or about their knees, right? So how many people have knee problems that are asymptomatic? And, and, and basically I had this one uh, study on hand because, you know, I'd, I like to have literature on hand to back up what it is that, that I'm talking about at that moment. So um, yeah, this one study was uh, 230, uh, I think it was 230 knees. And it said that 97% of these asymptomatic people had something going on with their knee. So the idea that there is a structural problem that leads to a specific pain in a local area that may be true and there may be, may be no correlation at all at times, which is really interesting. And, and what I thought uh, we were talking about this, I'm like, isn't it interesting if that were true, if that area that was damaged or supposedly damaged because you took a scan of it or, or whatnot. So say like, you have um, you have a hip, an arthritic hip, and overall it's it's giving you problems. It's really interesting, and, and I don't know how true this is or not, but I just find it fascinating that okay, here's this damaged hip. To fix it, you're going to slice open the skin to damage it further. You then saw off the bone. You wool peen hammer. A, a, a prosthetic in there, drill and screw in another piece and then lay down stuff and, and, and sew it back up, which means that the structure is permanently damaged. But yet some people feel better and some people don't. So it, it's like, well, well, why do people feel better then? If, if, if that structure was permanently deformed, how come when people deform it further, and supposedly fix it, that there's any change, any change at all, because it's been permanently deformed like it was permanently deformed before. You'd still feel an amazing amount of pain 
unless there's something more to it, right? Something, something even more to it. And it was funny because when I sat down with this, with this prospect, um, he actually cited a couple of those studies for me because he was a litigator and he brought some of those, uh, some of that research into the courtroom to prove cases for him, which was even more interesting. And, um, when we were talking about it yet, when we were discussing what was going on with his body, he mentioned a part that was physically compromised and he felt no pain there. And then a part that was scanned that was insinuated to be compromised where then the pain would be generated locally from that spot. So he's like, well, I got this, um, I got this abdominal thing going on and it, and I didn't feel any of it. I'm like, well, it's interesting because the abdom- abdominal region was compromised. So then if anybody were to work with this guy and he didn't feel any pain there, but yet there, you know, all of a sudden the abdominals were magically fixed from a, an abdominal hernia surgery or three of them, what kind of abdominal exercises would you choose to do with that guy or lateral flexion exercises would you choose to do with that guy or anything that would incorporate him bracing his abdominal region would be okay. What would be okay? What would be non-okay? How would you know? How would you know? You think about it. Does local pain equal local problem equal local solution? Does that hold up? And in many cases, it, it, it just does not. And knowing when it does, because it's not black and white. There's a whole bunch of shades of gray with this. Knowing what to do and, and who to trust and who to have on your team so that in case you need to refer out and it's beyond your scope of practice, you can do so and speak a common language and have a rationale behind what it is that you do that is backed, um, backed by research, backed by uh, experience instead of um, just winging it. So I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, if you want to learn more about pain science, there's some really great resources out there. There's, uh, there's the NOI group, the NOI group that um, has some amazing books out there and some courses. And there's also a live course called Reconciling Biomechanics with Pain Science, I believe. So I'll put some uh, links into the show notes with those two groups and um, let me know what you think. Make sure that you guys share this podcast with anyone that you know would help. And also click subscribe if you get the opportunity. Leave us a review with a positive comment. And thank you for your interest in raising the standards of the exercise industry.